My husband and I simply live the way that we want our children to behave, and they see the example and follow it. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. And we're going to be talking about something today that if is not needed more in your life, is for sure needed more in the life of your children and grandchildren. So be sure to listen in intently to what the Lord has to say on this day. You turn to your Bibles, in your Bibles, to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 34. Deuteronomy, chapter 34. I have a lot to cover, so I'm going to kind of move fast here. Deuteronomy, chapter 34. I'm going to start reading at verse 7. The word of the Lord says, And Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eye was not dim, nor his natural force abated. And the children of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab thirty days. So the days of weeping and mourning for Moses were ended. And Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands upon him. And the children of Israel hearkened unto him, and did as the Lord commanded Moses. And there arose not a prophet since in Israel like unto Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face in all the signs and wonders which the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh and to all his servants and to all his land and in all that mighty hand and in all the great terror which Moses showed in the sight of all Israel. And there in that passage of scripture, the Bible says that Moses in his later years laid his hand upon his servant Joshua and anointed him with the spirit of wisdom. And he was full of the spirit of wisdom. And I speak to you today from the subject of the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of wisdom. And we live in a, in a day now. When the young generation, the common sense is no longer very common. It's a rare thing to find. And, and in this day and time, if someone tells you, a young person, that you say to them, man, you're a fool or you're crazy. It's a compliment in today's vernacular. But this message is a cry for wisdom to return unto this generation and unto this land. And I asked my oldest child, Joshua, to sit up here today because most of the wisdom that we get in life should be passed down initially from our parents. And he has the same name as the biblical character we just read about. And I want him to sit here and represent a new generation that will operate in godly wisdom for the kingdom of God. The Bible didn't say that Moses gave Joshua great military might. The Bible doesn't say that he gave him a lot of wealth and riches like a lot of the kings left. Doesn't say that he put a fancy robe on him. 
like the one I have on today. Doesn't say that he presented him with a royal scepter. It doesn't even say that he gave him his powerful rod that he did many of the miracles with. What the Bible says that he put his hands on him and he gave him the spirit of wisdom. And with this wisdom and the power of God, Joshua and the Israelites went and conquered the entire promised land. Wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. And I looked up many definitions of wisdom and I couldn't find one that I felt like was complete enough. So I came up with the shortest definition I could to encompass the full meaning that I wanted to talk about wisdom today. And I had to really think about it deeply. So if you have a pen and paper, I want you to to write it down. And the way I would like to define wisdom this day is wisdom is the ability to use knowledge, experience, counsel, and spiritual insight to make the best decisions and take the best actions in life's situations which lead to success in this life and the afterlife. I'll repeat that. I would define wisdom today as the ability to use knowledge, experience, counsel, and spiritual insight to make the best decisions and take the best actions in life situations which lead to success in this life and the afterlife. How many of you know your children and your grandchildren need wisdom? How many of you know we need wisdom? And I had to say in life and the afterlife because some people have wisdom in some things of this world. They might have some money wisdom and accumulate billions of dollars, but they lose their very own soul. And when they expire from this life, they can't take a dime with them. So it has to be for this life and the afterlife to count as true wisdom. And schooling can't teach children wisdom. There are many PhDs who aren't wise. They have knowledge, but not wisdom. Knowledge does not equal wisdom. Knowledge can tell you how many bones there are in the body and the names of each one. The organs and the normal blood pressure range for systolic and diastolic readings. But it takes wisdom for you to live healthy and preserve your body. Knowledge can tell you the different heart chambers and how the blood flows through each one and how the valves close behind it. But it takes wisdom to give words of comfort to a broken heart. Knowledge can tell you how to trade stocks in the stock market, but it takes some wisdom to keep you from putting all your eggs in one basket and not to take too much risk at any one time. Knowledge can tell you the divorce rate and the statistics and what the major causes of divorce are. But it takes wisdom to be able to navigate a disagreement with a spouse without getting angry and causing a fight. You can even have knowledge of the Bible and live a defeated life. But it takes wisdom to understand the tricks of the enemy and how to couple works with faith and to operate them both in love. It takes wisdom. And my father taught all of his sons that 
Wisdom in one area and foolishness in another will eventually cause problems in both. He told us about health. And he said men spend all of their health trying to get money. And then they have to spend all of their money trying to regain their health. He told us about fame and told us that there is no amount of public success that can compensate for failure at home. He told us about friends and said that birds of a feather flock together and they go to the same destination. And you can't fly with eagles if you hang around with turkeys. He told us about marriage and told us to never go to bed angry at each other. He told us about priorities and told us to always keep God first, family second, and business third. And the year before my father transcended this world, he took all of us to a retreat. And one by one, he had a blessing ceremony and he laid hands on each one of his sons and he spoke prophetically and anointed us with the spirit of wisdom and he spoke into our lives and anointed us and blessed us before he left this earth. He was a man of great wisdom. It's no accident that he has four sons in the ministry. He and my mother raised us in a home of wisdom. The father was the biggest factor in the behavior of the sons in the Bible. Like father, like son, Jesus was perfect, but his daddy was perfect. If you look at Jesus' siblings, they weren't perfect. They had sin because their daddy had sins. In the book of 2 Kings chapter 15, it, if you read there, it talks about king after king and it chronicles their life and what they did and what happened to them. And in each case it says that they, whether they were good or evil, it says they followed the ways of their fathers. And even other men that's in jail, the number one common denominator they have found is a hatred of their father. And if your father wasn't there for you growing up, then spending time with your heavenly father can make up for the absence of a physical father. And God will speak to you. He'll impart wisdom for your life, even when your physical father wasn't there. He'll never be an absentee father unto you. And if anything, we leave his presence and we absentee children unto him. But he always wants to spend quality time with us. It's what he desires. And you have to be careful who stands in the role of your father, even your spiritual father. And in churches where the pastor gets a divorce, divorce increases throughout the entire congregation. It runs rampant. In churches where the pastor is on the down low, an undercurrent of homosexuality spreads in the church. So you have to be careful on who is in fathership roles in your life. You mustn't have or get wisdom in an area in order to transfer it properly to another. You can't teach your children how to invest in the stock market if you've never bought a stock. You have to know some things in order to teach some things. And you may ask, how do you transfer the spirit of wisdom? And we've talked about the laying on of hands and the 
chief way is by example. And when we were in school, in elementary school and middle school, our teachers would often ask my mother. They would plead with her and say, your children are so mannerable. Mrs. Bronner, why don't you write a book and just explain the process that you used raising these children? It took a little while to get that book done. <laughs> Only about 30 years or so. But <laughs> she, she told them back then that my husband and I simply live the way that we want our children to behave. And they see the example and follow it. So... I tell you to be the best example of what you're telling them to do. Another way that you can transfer the spirit of wisdom. When I learn something in life, I write it in a life journal and I put it on the appropriate category. So if I learn something in health, I go to my health category and write a lesson that I've learned. If I learn something in business that day, I come home that evening while it's fresh on my mind and I write it in my Life's journal in that area. If I learn a spiritual principle, I come home and write it in a life's journal. And as my children age and as they leave the house, I will hand them a journal that I've kept throughout my life, learning wisdom from the circumstances of life. Another thing is to pray with your children. It's not a wonder that children don't know how to pray nowadays. Nobody's taught them how to pray. They haven't heard mom and daddy pray. They see mom and daddy jump in the bed and, and, and mom and daddy is not. They're praying with them. So pray with your children and it'll teach them how to pray. When they get in troublesome situations in life, they'll remember the lessons of how to get help from their heavenly father. Another thing you should do is train them in your trade. The Jews have a statement that says something like if you don't train a child in a trade, then you train them to steal. So in the old days, even last names were based upon the trade that the parent was in. So blacksmiths or smiths, they were actually blacksmiths or, or smiths, craftsmen in, in a different area. So farmers were farmers. They trained the children in the areas. Wisdom, wisdom, the spirit of wisdom. And you all have heard the news recently of the big R&B singers. One was uh, recently uh, in the news for physically abusing his girlfriend. And one of the things that he said when they went back and looked at this situation, they found an interview a couple of years ago. And they said this young man who was 19 years old that beat his well-known girlfriend. They went back and looked at the interview and he said he saw his stepfather beating his mother in the midst of discussion. And he learned. Nobody told him this is how you handle a woman. But he learned from the spirit of foolishness how to relate to a female. So parents, we have to be so careful on what our children witness us doing and saying. And if you don't have area, if you don't have wisdom in an area, that you want your children to have wisdom in, then you need to get hooked up with a master or get them hooked up with a master in that area. Proverbs 24 and 6 says, For by wise counsel thou shalt make war, and in multitude of counselors there is safety. 
And I'm a, I'm, I'm a pretty good table tennis player for anybody that plays women, they know it. And whenever I go on vacation, in the last three trips, I pretty much I go to a resort and I beat everybody at the, the resort. But yesterday I had some visitors over and, and I played a guy and, 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 and this guy, too, he beat the brakes off of me. <laughs> and I asked him, you know, how did you get so good? At this game, it's the, it's the worst that I'd ever been beaten. I, I couldn't hardly even score a point on the guy. And he said that basically, whatever sport I seek out to play, I find a master in it and I train under them in the beginning and I learn the absolute best way to do it. And he's mastered table tennis, he's mastered billiards, he mastered basketball, he mastered tennis. And he goes train, he finds out who's the best in the city, and he goes and gets mentorship with them. And then he spends four hours every day practicing what they teach him. He said the only problem with it is he mastered these things in college, but he didn't finish college because of that. So he can, he can play all of these things, but he didn't use full wisdom with the application of it. A few weeks back, last time I was in the barber shop, I was sitting there getting my hair cut, and I was overhearing a, a, a older gentleman talk about just some financial things, and he was talking about the country and, and, and the way we got into the shape that we're in, and just a, some different principles of life, and he was talking about some wisdom of things, and I never got his name. I didn't know what he did, but I just stopped him on his way out of the door and said, Sir, you don't mind me asking. I just listened to you, and I heard some wisdom. I don't know you, but I, I just want to ask you. Let's say, for instance, if you had a, a million dollars cash and it was liquid, what would you do with it right now in this market? And he stopped and said, first of all, I do have over a million dollars liquid. And I didn't know this guy, but the wisdom that he said, it was no accident that he had that over a million dollars. <laughs> so I could hear it in his voice. He didn't have on any fancy clothes. I didn't see his car or anything. But I could hear the wisdom in his voice. And I wasn't surprised when he told me that he did have it. The other way to impart the spirit of wisdom to your children is to talk to them and explain the reasons behind making wise choices. Your talk should also line up with your own actions or you inadvertently teach your children how to practice hypocrisy. Parents nowadays don't do like the old days and talk about sex with their children. Most children learn about sex from their friends or an illicit source. This is one of the most sacred acts that bind man and woman together. And young people don't usually even learn about it from a source of wisdom. And as my children mature, I will be the one to teach them about sex and reproduction. I will share the wisdom of God's word on the matter with them and the natural wisdom and consequences involved with it. And I was talking with a friend recently and I was telling him about, he was telling me about his marriage and some things that he was about to do. And I told him it wasn't wise to do what he was about to do. And he listened to me and it saved he and his wife a lot of turmoil. Who are you hanging around and how much wisdom do they have? Look at the fruit of their lives in every area of health, relationship, children, finances, spiritual life, and see how they're doing themselves. And I don't trust people to impart wisdom into my life 
who are not operating wisdom in their lives in that area. I got this principle from my father. When people would give him advice on how to raise his children, he would say, let me see your children. And he would observe to see how they turned out before he would incorporate that into his household. Solomon, he didn't just become the wisest man on earth because God asked him what he wanted. But Solomon was trained from a little child to seek wisdom. Proverbs chapter 4 says, Hear ye children the instruction of a father and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. For I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also and said unto me, Let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom, get understanding. Forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not and she shall preserve thee. Love her and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Exalt her and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor. When thou dost embrace her, she shall give to thine head an ornament, an ornament of a grace, a crown. It's no accident that Solomon asked for wisdom when God asked him, what's the one thing that I can give you? He had been taught wisdom. All of his days from little growing up by his father. And even in this fourth chapter of Proverbs, you can hear it. And there is a story that my brother Dale used to tell of an old wise man and a young whippersnapper. This young man was tired of this old man being right all of the time. And he found him one day in the marketplace and said, I'm going to embarrass this old man and show him that he can be wrong. And he came up to the wise old man and said, old man. I've got a bird behind my back, and you tell me with your wisdom, let me see, how wise you are. Is this bird dead or alive? The old man looked at him in wisdom, studied the situation, and told him, Young man, if I tell you that this bird is dead, you'll open your hands and release the bird and let him fly away. But if I tell you that the bird is alive, you'll crush him. In your hands. And you'll say, no, he's dead. So I'll leave you and tell you, young man, that the decision is in your own hands. And I leave you today to say that to be wise or foolish, to have your children to grow up wise or foolish, life or death, the decision, the choice is in your hands. Thank you today for joining Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. This ends message number 8217 by James Bronner. To hear other messages or to send this message number 8217 to a friend, simply go to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com. This has been message number 8217, The Spirit of Wisdom. Listen to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com often and keep your spirit charged up. This ends message number 8217 by James Bronner. To hear other messages or to send this message number 8217 to a friend, simply go to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com. This has been message number 8217, The Spirit of Wisdom. Listen to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com often and keep your spirit charged up.